Pickaxe. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pickaxe. Guys, we need to shout out a legend of the uh, the pod army. Not the pod squad. Some delicious news. uh, Some very tasty, fun, friend-shaped news. And smiley news. Delicious news. Um, I've made a note of the legend in question here, and that is Jamshed, at Mighty Jamshed on Twitter, who said that they were... They tweeted about a day in advance. I don't know if you guys saw this, saying, um, I'm going to go do something monumental tomorrow. (laughs) It did and scare me a bit. I, I never know what yeah, to expect. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Going to sit outside Noel Edmonds' house or something. <laughs> we'll get in trouble for it. Yeah. Fortunately, though, it it wasn't scary. It was actually very, very good. Um, Michael, do you want to share the, share the amazing news? Yes. So... What what was the um, the podiest name of it? But the Feldhues Meat Facery, where they make yes. meat-faced meat... <laughs> Jamshed actually is fun food, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Jamshed actually went to the bloody front gate of the factory mm-hmm. and got a picture of it, and also got a lovely little uh, "Tell your friends" video in front of it, holding a cardboard sign that he drew. <laughs> I hope, yeah, I, really, I hope the security guards enjoyed that. Um, I hope you enjoyed it, Jamshed. I hope it wasn't too much of a journey. Did you travel from another country for that? <laughs> I think I missed the in- Tell Your Friends video, actually. I saw the photo, but I must have... Oh, yeah, you said, I think it. you just sent that to me on Instagram. So, yeah, these oh, are right. Tell Your Friends as well. Mm. Nice. <laughs> he has posted it, yeah. I okay. think it's on it's on Twitter now. Um, right. But, yeah, unbelievable commitment to the bit there. That was one of our first big Podiats presents. Mm. And uh, it's a factory in Germany that makes Billy Bearham, just in case you're not familiar. Um, the, the big sign reads, Feldhoyer's Fun Foods. And uh, there is Jamshed in front of it holding a Tell Your Friends cardboard sign. And uh, it's about to go on the thread right now. Oh, so you can go look at it. It's just stunning. Shed. I think it's time to rename it back to its original name. Um, The original (laughs) name being our name, the Poddy It's Meat Facery, in honor of this event. I'm not going to be the one to do it because, again, I'm scared of having my Google account banned. But someone else can if they want. Is it no longer Poddy It's Presents? Probably. I've, we need to check this right now. I think it probably <laughs> isn't. I bet it's still the same. Um, I need to check if the McDonald's has gone through for Beelerfield. B- what was it? Oh, uh, oh, I oh, can't remember. God. Yeah. How do you pronounce it? It's not real anyway, so it doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Wow, if you Google Podiat's Meat Facery, then yeah, the Feld Hughes group is like the number one <laughs> search result. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, Good. God. Good. Uh, let's see. Edits. Oh, it's still pending. Ah, uh, right. It's presents McDonald's. Yet more, yet more proof that this country doesn't exist because yeah, no one's no one's in the back end of Google approving things for the country. Hmm. Yeah, no one's there. Bielefeld. Uh, oh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. 
It's not immediately come up. There's some new ones. Podiatz presents Stadtfleuchten Garten, which is a nice town garden <laughs> in um, Bonn, Germany. Bonn, 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 Bonn. Have you seen um, <laughs> Podiatz presents Weetabix Limited? What's that then? <laughs> yeah, that's, I think yeah, that's one we've seen before. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's lingering on. I'm I'm, I'm glad because that's a good one. Hang on, let me try Feld Hoyer's. Uh, fun foods. Yeah, there it is. Industrial Strasse. Oh. Uh, There's oh. presents Wix. That's on there. Nice, nice. I do like that. Um, Cultaholic, even though the name has been reverted back now, still comes up when you search Podiats. We've uh, yeah, it we've does. Been... When you type in Podiats presents, it suggests loads of stuff, but then when you click on it, it doesn't have that name. So I don't know. Boo. Don't know what that's about. I think I think you're right, Mikey. I think it's no longer Pod. Oh, well, if you type in just the words Podiat's Meat Facery, it does come up on Google Maps with Feldhoyer's Fun Foods GmbH. So somewhere in the metadata, it still knows that it <laughs> used to be called that. But oh. it's not the official map's name anymore. I found another one. In, <laughs> in Indianapolis, for some reason, it's a mobile caterer uh, with one five-star review from two years ago, and it's called Podiat's Meat Facery. Meat Face three one seven Meat Facery LLC. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it's about. Uh, they don't have a website or any information at all. There's a couple of photos of some pork. And that's about it. Oh. We've got. Uh, we've also expanded out to the African continent in Algeria, right in the middle of it. There's oh, Hotel Podiats yeah. Bajuda. Hotel Podiats. I would love a Podiats presents on every continent in the world. Well, in um in China. Oh Ooh. no, hang on. We're over the border in what country is this? Uh Hai Fong. Is that what they call Oh, that's Vietnam. In Vietnam, there is a place called the Hand Jobs Inc. Meat Facery. Oh. It's very strange. It's not Podiats Presents, but the word meat facery is in there with the exact spelling. And that is definitely a made up word. So I feel like that could be Podiats related. What? There's one in um, there's one in South Germany called the Podiats Plan Egg Skate Park, yeah. uh, which is which opens at eight a.m. tomorrow. If you want to go, yeah, why oh, not? Very Get exciting. Your on. <laughs> oh, indeed, yeah. God, there's just there's so many good ones. We've glot <laughs> glotted. We've trotted the globe without even stepping foot on many of these countries. Um, yeah, to help us go on holiday. Love it. Do it make a difference. Do face Google. Thank you. And a reminder, if you go to uh, vidiotsofficial.com and go over to our shop, you can buy a sticker that says Podiots Presents. Is that right? That's uh, all right. Is there, there is a sticker there, isn't there? Yeah, a Podiots Presents sticker that you can stick on anything you want, but not historic landmarks and don't make it a hate crime or anything dicey like that. Just put it somewhere fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But do buy yeah. them, though. Yes, yeah. do buy them. Please do. Do, do buy. Do buy. <laughs> do buy. There's the next one. Go to... Do that. Yeah. Put one in Dubai. Yeah, that's um, fine. Look at that. It rolls out. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Or should we crack on? We can crack oh, on if you like. Oh. Blobby's sold out. Blobby's of prints are officially oh. now all gone. So if you didn't Fantastic. get them, Woo. sorry, but now you can get t-shirt instead. Woo! You can. We're out of body, uh, Blobby prints. Thank you so much to everybody who bought one. Very Thank limited. Beautiful item, uh, but you can now get one on a slightly less exciting but still very exciting t-shirt. Mm -hmm. 
yes, in a variety yes. of colours. So go go get yourself one now, or you know when it's payday. That, that yeah, would work yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, when this releases, it will be payday week. I think. Well, Saturday uh, is treat yeah. day. Truly, <laughs> indeed. Oh, and that's the other thing. We very much know by now about... Did we say this last time? We know that Brian Butterfield is doing a, a tour. Thanks for we do. letting us yeah, know. Yeah, we, we do. In fact, we are... I don't know about... You know what? We'll talk about it in the intro because yeah. I feel like we spoke about it in the intro last time. We need to we need to work out where we all stand in regards to attending Butterfield. Yeah, okay. we do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's do that. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podiots, the official Vidiots podcast. podcast. It's a conversational podcast where everybody brings a, a thing, thing along, along to, to talk, talk, to talk about. about. You didn't say obey the law of the three us. That, no, I was I didn't. not ready for that at oh. all. That completely threw me off as well, and I was in charge. I tell you what the problem is normally, is because now we're doing a video version of the podcast as well, and I have to address a camera. Mm. I'm not reading it off my phone anymore, and I keep having like a, a very last second uh, crisis where I feel like I'm losing all of the words <laughs> as yeah. it comes out of my mouth. We'll try that again, but I'll read it very obviously off my phone. Here right. we go. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Poddy. It's the official, official. Vidiots podcast. Yeah. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three ers, where everybody brings a, a thing along to, to talk about... about. I'm Ben. <coughs> I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. Fantastic. I changed it back to questions this time because it felt weird saying things last time, mm. uh, even though we are taking things from people now and not questions anymore. Um, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to fuck with the the classic formula. You know. Yeah. yeah fair yeah. enough. I sort of want to keep it the same. Yeah. Uh, how are we all doing? You guys all right? Yeah. Good. Thanks. How are Very you? Very well. Yes. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm all good. Let's talk about Brian Butterfield, yes, because right. I don't know about you guys, but I have now closed the tab on my work computer and have sort of resigned myself to the fact I'm not going to go. It yeah. just seems like a big a big gamble. Like I'm thinking, like, I love, I love a Butterfield sketch, and I love yeah. him. He's done the odd panel show, uh, like the time on Shooting Stars when his chair broke and he fell yes. over. But would I want to sit and watch him for... An hour? Probably yes. I'm not saying that the answer is likely to be no, but it's just such a such an unknown, you know? Mm. And at twenty so far away to take it. Yeah. It's far away, it's expensive. Are you gonna go, Mikey? Because he is coming to Bath. Yeah, he's literally playing outside my office. So <laughs> Really? Yeah. You'll probably be able to just hear old. his booming voice. <laughs> you gotta I'm... go and report on it for us, man. Oh fuck. Okay. We'll pay we'll pay for you. Peter and I will split a ticket. <laughs> No, I can't do that. I can't do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, if uh, th there is a few a few uh, dates have sold out, which is now giving me a little kick up the arse. I feel like I should. Hmm. Ooh. Yep. Twenty seventh of September. I can. Yep. That I am free that day. Okay. You know what? If the tickets are still available by the time we finish recording, I'm just gonna bloody do it, and I'll record okay. the whole thing on my phones, and so you can watch it as well for free. That's how good you. the whole thing. Yeah. I appreciate that because I really want to see it, but I don't want to pay and I also don't want to go anywhere. So, you know. I don't want yeah, to get if shouted out. It as a as a DVD or something or a, mm. a video, I would happily watch it. But yeah. I, I, I do have total faith 
that it would it would be well worth the money and like i yeah. think it would be a really good show I, i've been to stuff like this before and it's i've always kind of thought oh like I, i'm no this person's character i don't know how they're going to stretch us out they do mm, peter, yeah. peter seraphon which is very good. He's been in the media for many years. So that's yeah. the thing. You have to remember it. It's Peter Serafinovich. It's not. It's not actual. It's not Brian Brian. Wait, film. what? Like, oh Serafinovich no! Knows, <laughs> the curtain's been knows pulled what back. He's doing. Yeah, he can. I'm sure he is very. Yeah, he he knows how to put on a show. I'm sure. Okay. He'll he'll treat you right, Mikey. He better. He better. Or else I want a damn refund. Well, excellent. If you want to support Mikey and his adventures to go and see Brian Butterfield, why not head to podiots.com? If you donate £3 or more, you get a shout-out at the beginning and the end of the show and you join Pod Squad, just like Michael Johnson. Bon, 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 bumps. Uh, very, very adequate. Uh, so, this person donated like a month ago and the name didn't get read out. I'm sorry. Thank you. Woo. Oh, weird. Uh, sorry about that. Whoopsies. Uh, we continue with Barney Harwood. Tell your friends, Feld Hughes. <laughs> Freddie Weber yes. didn't, though. Blobby's baby daddy, Lord Bielefield Tavik. <laughs> Some tongue twisters in there. Thank you. Nice. Isn't Barney Harwood Barney off of CBBC? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. maybe, yeah. I mean, just, uh, yep, it is. Got, yes. We've also got, get your hands off my Peter, <laughs> Stephen Skodes, <laughs> Amanda Hug and Kiss, Dom and Dick in house with stairs and torso evans and finally we got the very generous prince beefcakes who said for the record the kind of pasties the kind of pasties that go on nipples are pronounced pasties yeah, yeah. presumably because you paste them to your nip knops <laughs> yes i did pay approximately 27 american dollars to tell you all this keys keys oh no thank you prince beefcakes <laughs> i did see that in the comments yeah I'm yeah. still going to call them pasties, though. That's it. Pasties. They're yeah. pasties. Delicious what pasties. They are. Yeah. Yum, yum. Thank you. Uh, we've also got Donak07. I'm more than free man. The very generous Danny Lucas, who said, Episode 57, my fiance Kim asked you to write our vows. Ben said 60p. I hope this covers it. Also, I'm the one who made the Feldhoyers Podiots Meat Facery edit. Oh, wow. Oh, oh my God. Only only proof I figured meat facery. Hang on. Only proof I figured meat facery sounds German as Bakarai. Kim has pics. Love you guys so much. Well, Bakarai. What? That's bakery, I believe. Uh, oh, okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Okay. German man. Nice. Well, thank you. You did that. Thank you so much, Danny. Thank um, you. We'll get to work on those vows for you. Hope you're married. Okay. Uh, and finally, we've got Stephen from Basilbrush. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> To the pod squad of this week, podiots.com. Three pounds or more for a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Thank you so much for supporting us. We appreciate it. Do you guys have a favourite of those? Uh, Stephen from Basilbrush really took me by surprise at the end there. Uh, you know, there was only one name left. We'd sort of got away from the list because we were talking about Danny's uh, Feldhoyers. And then just in comes Master Stephen from Basilbrush. So that. Oh, yeah, Master Stephen. That's Master my favourite. Mm I'm going to say, get your hands off my Peter, mainly for the way mm. you delivered it. That was, that was no, good. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Blobby's baby daddy, because I want to know who it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to know who it is. Who Let me know. Be? Mikey, I believe you have uh, lit the beacon, littened the beacon for things. User, listener, user, listener submitted things for this week. Do you have them there? I do indeed. Who... Wait, how do you do this, Ben? I'm not, I'm not in the swing of things yet. Do you oh, just, just, just tell us what just, to do it, or do I go first? See, see who wants to go first, and then 
a different person does their thing next, and okay. then the, whoever hasn't gone does yes. their listener submit thing, and then we all we can all take it in turns. Basically, yeah. and it's nice. Well, is anybody anybody in the class particularly excited to present their thing today? No, I'm quite excited about mine because I'd heard about this and I nearly brought it as my thing, and then Mikey sent my user submitted thing to me or listener submitted and i was like oh good we're covered then that's nice. fine mm. well mr austin would you like to take it away i'd love to let me just find the name of the person uh i've got it right he yeah <laughs> this was submitted initially by um uh wait hang on Hello? Ooh, you can do the it person's name oh it's in a separate message yeah or... sorry <laughs> wait was it yeah it's this... at the bottom it's the most recent message on discord <laughs> oh right, sorry. I thought that was just for the second one because it's in two parts. Oh, uh, but yeah, oh no, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. You're right. No, yeah. So it was submitted by Ryan Kennedy at Ryan Ken forty sixty sixty four, um, and uh, but there's also a second story to follow up on this, which I guess did you just find it yourself, Mikey? Or yeah, that came up in my feed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what confused me, but that's fine. So. Uh, it's according to BristolPost.co.uk. It's very vidiots this story. <laughs> Seagull. Okay already run to video's territory got stuck in asda bedminster that's our asda our asda the cake asda the cake yeah asda. the cake asda uh the one that has a like a blue light in the toilet so that you can't shoot up in there Damn. Um, i fucking hate that mm. and yeah that's all so, i want at the end of a long day so yeah annoying. seagull got stuck in asda bedminster two weeks ago and still hasn't left oh, God. <laughs> um, two weeks yeah, I... and here is an amazing picture of it, not just perched <laughs> on the top of a shelf, but specifically, so questions. specifically <laughs> in the fish section, looking at the fish. <laughs> it looks fake as hell, doesn't it? It look doesn't look picture. real. What's yeah. it eating? Fish. I don't know. Maybe is it fruit. stealing the fish? Yeah, open, all the open stuff, the fruit, maybe. Um, quote, rescuers are anxious to trap her and release her before she dies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Oh. She's going to get into the blue bathroom and take some smack. Oh, oh no, it might do. Oh, yeah. no, Spice, the Spice, <laughs> spice is back seagull. again. Yeah. Yeah. Spice Seagull's back. We could be on for an apocalypse here if it gets hold of the Spice <laughs> inside Asda Bedminster. So this is written by Tristan Cork, senior reporter. Yes. Um, and the article goes, Shoppers at Asda's store in Bedminster have been looking up to the rafters more than at the aisles because a seagull has been stuck in the store for the past two weeks. Asda staff and a specialist team the store has called in to help have spent every hour of every night the store has been closed since early June trying to persuade the seagull to find its way to the exit, but without success. And now the local bird welfare group is asking if they can have a go themselves, as all attempts to either catch the bird or get it out through the doors have so far failed. The bird welfare group says it fears the seagull may be struggling. The bird wandered in through the doors of the store in Bedminster Parade, uh, on Bedminster Parade in the first week of June, and since then has become quite the feature, remaining high above the aisles in the rafters of the store, which is one of Asda's biggest in the country. Ooh. On uh, June the 8th, the bird's presence caused a minor stir on social media, with pictures of it tweeted by cons- uh, customers. One image showed it swooping low through the freezer aisle, while others showed it high above the shoppers perched in the rafters. Uh... <laughs> As soon as it arrived, Asda called in its deep cleaning and pest control team, and ever since then, a fortnight-long mission has been in progress. Oh Every God. night, the store closes at 10pm, but didn't it used to be a 24-hour, Asda? Are they having did. to close it? Yeah, in COVID, they stopped that, and it's so annoying. Yeah. I miss having that on oh. tap. Ugh. 
Uh, it closes at 10 p.m., but the doors are left open and guarded overnight while a team of people try to coax the bird down or catch it. Oh, Crystal no. Live understands everything from trails of crisps and bread <gasps> have been laid. No. Cherry pickers have been deployed and staff with nets have been seen, but the bird has proved far too cunning to be caught. Ceilings are high and the store is large, and any time anyone gets near it on the platform of a cherry picker or up a ladder, it simply flies off to a different part of the store. Oh, oh my god. Man. It's not the first time Bedminster's Asda has been the scene of an unusual bird, apparently. Back in early 2020, Bristol Live reported the, uh, reported on the exploits of Toby the Crow, who set up home in the backyard of the nearby Rope Walk pub and commuted every day to work in the car park of Bedminster, Bedminster Asda, specialising in extracting coins from people's trolleys, as well as <laughs> entertaining shoppers outside the store by wrestling resin elephants and untying shoppers' shoelaces while they waited at the bus stop outside. Oh Hang my on. god, wow. Is this some sort of trained crow and a man? What it's is a amazing. resin elephant? Sorry, we just glossed over that. What is? <laughs> I don't know. It's very just strange. like an ornament, maybe? I'm assuming that that's not actually a crow, it's a man in a crow suit. <laughs> no, it's a, yeah. there's a fo- there are yeah. photos here of a crow. Yeah, no, but that's a man in a crow I'm sorry, Peter, that's a man in a crow suit. Quite clearly a man in a crow suit. Would you like to see a picture of a child looking at the crow? Yeah, you mean the man in the crow suit? Yeah, the man in the crow suit is a good picture. She looks really nervous. <laughs> yeah, she does. She's going to untie his laces. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, so sorry, the story continues. Uh, Toby did, uh, but while Toby did show signs of trying to get into the store, he was always successfully shown the door by staff inside. A mission so far unsuccessfully undertaken by the staff with this seagull. Oh, and here's a slightly spooky image of it. Up in the rafters, there you go. Um, oh, oh my goodness, that's some Feathers McGraw stuff right there. Is, yeah, it certainly is. The situation is concerning a rescue organisation called the Foundation for Feathered Friends. Its founder, its founder, Denise Theophilus, said she has asked Asda if it would be okay for her team to have a go at getting it out. She's worried it will die in there. Oh. Goals are actually protected by law and are on the red list, uh, red, are, and are on the red listed species for converse from for conversation, it says. I think that must mean conservation. <laughs> conservation yeah. Yeah. Good work, Tristan Corker. <laughs> uh, the gull has found her way in by accident and rescuers are anxious to trap her and release her before she dies. There is a limited time they can survive without food and water and she is scared by the alien noises, she added. Um, I mean, as the Bedminster's a scary enough place for a human, let alone a bird. I know. So. <laughs> I always felt slightly uncomfortable in there. So uh, the seagull's not going to be happy. There are some Aww. more images here. Feel free to add as many or as few of these to the... Uh, oh, that's a really long link. But there it is flying along oh, the shelves. Oh, wow. Yeah, look at that. What's oh, the bet man. that they get it out and it just wants to come straight back in again? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Maybe. Um, also, when they describe like a task force or team or something, I'm picturing like a an elite unit of people wearing military fatigues. <laughs> and there's this guy who's been there since the 1st of June who has to call his wife every night and say, nah. We didn't get yeah. it. It's going to be today. Tell tell Jimmy I love him. I yeah. can't make it back for his birthday. I'm going to catch this fucking seagull. Oh man! Um, I look at him. I really need to go visit this seagull before do. it leaves Free. or perishes. Yeah. Um, so I think this weekend we're going to I'm going to make make a visit and I'll try and get a picture of it if I Good. can. <laughs> Please do. Um, there is then a follow up article written by Tristan Cork, hopefully uh, without 
typos in it. Um, <laughs> BristolLive.co.uk. Rescuers almost managed to net seagulls stuck in Bristol Asda store. So basically, this is probably just mostly filler, reciting everything from the first article. Um, but let me see uh, if I can find the bit where it says that they almost caught it. Uh, the story uh, has gone nationwide with BBC Radio 1's Greg James chatting about it to millions of listeners on The Breakfast Show on Wednesday morning. The attempt to capture the goal happened on Tuesday evening with local volunteers from the Foundation for Feathered Friends charity, mm-hmm. we know that mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. spending around an hour and a half at the store before it closed at 10pm. One of them was a, a mandoline cook from Bedminster who said they managed to lure it towards food left out for it. She did come down and was cautiously approaching us. We had food and we had a big net <laughs> and the plan was to get her to go to the food and we could catch her in the net. Thank you, Amandaline, for that. Or Am- Amandine. A comical scene. <laughs> um, but she's so scared and she got spooked by the fact there's so many people in the store that she flew away again, which was very frustrating. It's a mm. tough job and we've spoken to some experts who say goals are often too clever to go into a cage trap. Sedating her will be impossible, but no one knows uh, because no one knows her weight. But one way to get her could be by setting up a location where she feels safe to get food regularly and getting her confident enough to go there every time and having a trap or a net there. We're worried about her because although it's a supermarket, she has no easy access to water or food and is obviously distressed. I mean, if they're that worried about her having food and water, they could probably leave some out for her, couldn't they? Yes, I'd have thought so, yeah. Seagull's um, in a bloody shop. It should be able to figure this out. <laughs> when Bristol Live visited the store on Wednesday morning, the seagull was nowhere to be seen, and one member of staff said the bird will hide itself away in the rafters and is almost perfectly camouflaged under a vast roof of the store. Um, but it is still in there, seemingly. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go along and be the hero everyone needs and just put some sleeping pills in a sausage roll and let nature take its course. <laughs> You've solved it, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Great, now to sleep in the rafters. Nice. Mm. <laughs> what we need is Eagle Boy to get in there and just run around yes. in the store, round and round. <laughs> that would He'll be amazing. Him. That is Have such a good the... promotional opportunity for that <laughs> <Yeah>. job. <laughs> get like an expert shipped in. Have you noticed that... The three episodes we've done of Podiat since we started doing Facecam, all three of them have had a seagull-related story yeah. so far. I'm here for it. Is that. I like yeah. it. Seagulls are, well, the Let's bastards are great. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's the story. Thank you very much to uh, Ryan, was it, who sent that in? Um, I believe. Yes, yeah, Ryan Ken. Uh, Ryan Kennedy. Thank you very Ooh. much, Ryan. Thank you very Thank you, much. Ryan. Who would like to do their thing well, real oh. thing. No, your things are real oh. things too at home. But Ben oh, sounds like he wants to do his well, very uh, real I, thing. I, I, um, <laughs> can I, may, uh, may I? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, this is an article that I read recently on TokyoWeekender.com that I thought was really interesting, and I wanted to share the story of Iwao Takamoto, who is the Japanese Japanese artist who designed your childhood. Is the name Ooh. of the article. Okay. okay. So you're going to learn about him now. Cinderella, Lady and the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, Scooby-Doo, The Jetsons, The Flintstones, Charlotte's Web. Besides making up the childhoods of people across four generations, the one thing those animated classics have in common is Japanese-American producer, director and animator Iwao Takamoto, who worked on all of them. 
After his death on January the 8th, 2007, Takamoto was briefly honoured by various news sites for his iconic work for Disney, Hanna-Barbera and Warner Brothers. Yet, sadly, he remains relatively unknown today. Let's try to change that, says the article, and also says me and says you two too, so that everyone can listen at home. You too. You too too. When it came to animated movies and cartoons, it seemed like there was nothing Takamoto couldn't do. In 1945, he started working for Walt Disney Animation Studios, where he finished the rough animation for Cinderella, did quality control for Princess Aurora in Sleeping Beauty, and oversaw the first full-scale use of xerography, <laughs> xerography, where animators' drawings were copied to a transparent cell sheet in 101 Dalmatians. The technique was extremely cost-effective, and according to the Smithsonian Magazine, actually ended up saving Disney from insolvency. Wow. Takamoto was not done yet, though. In 1961, he joined Hanna-Barbera, or Hanna-Barbera, productions, where he designed classic cartoon characters like Penelope Pitstop, Atom Ant, Secret Squirrel, Grape Ape, the animated Harlem Globetrotters, and Josie and the Pussycats. He also supervised shows like The Addams Family, Hong Kong Fooey, and Jabberjaw, and even found success as a director with Charlotte's Web, 1973, based on E.B. White's 1952 book. He later wrote that he initially struggled with making the character of Charlotte the Spider appealing, but in the end, he concentrated on finding a way to take advantage of her large eyes to make her sweet and feminine looking. But spiders weren't Takamoto's specialty. Dogs were. So I hope you're excited to hear about Takamoto's dogs, contribution to animated dogs. However, it may well be that we have Iwao Takamoto to thank for how we can tell if if an animal is a a female animal because they've always got eye makeup on. Eyelashes. Big sexy eyes. That's how you know, the sexy eyes. <laughs> the many dogs if it, of Iwao Takamoto. I, I hope I'm pronouncing his first name right. I did look it up earlier. I, I, I'm probably still messing it up, though. Everyone has something they are really good at. For Takamoto, it was designing iconic cartoon dogs. He started out with improving the design of Lady in Lady and the Tramp, 1955, making her look cuter and more endearing than in, than in initial sketches. He also designed the Jetsons dog Astro and Muttley from the Wacky Races and Dastardly and Muttley in their flying machine. But his greatest accomplishment was probably coming up with the look of Scooby-Doo. Oh my god, what a niche job. I I I designed cartoon dogs. I just draw cartoon dogs, man. Uh, Takamoto designed the entire main cast of Scooby-Doo, including the meddling kid's dog companion, who the studio originally envisioned quite differently. According to Michael Mallory, author of Hanna-Barbera cartoons, Iwaru gave us Scooby-Doo. Without him, it would have been a little Airedale, and the show would have lasted one season. The reason why Takamoto landed on a Great Dane was apparently because of a Hanna-Barbera employee who worked in the ink and paint department and dealt professionally with the breed. When asked to describe her prize winners, she told Takamoto that a truly great Great Dane was characterised by a straight back, straight legs, small chin and such. I decided to go the opposite way, Takamoto later explained, and gave Scooby a humpback, bowed legs, a big chin and such. Even his colour is wrong. Of course, wrong is a very relative term here, seeing as Scooby-Doo has been on the air for nearly 55 years now. We can all hope to make those kinds of wrong choices. (laughs) So dogs, he's, he's... He's fucking great at dogs. Oh, yeah. Did amazing. He's great at fucking dogs. (laughs) He's great at fucking dogs. There's a comma there somewhere. Anyway, uh, the final section is is a little bittersweet, gifting the world joy that his own childhood lacked. 
Takamoto was born in 1925 in Los Angeles as the son of a Hiroshima migrant. However, after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, he and 110,000 to 120,000 other Japanese Americans were forced into the Manzanar internment camp. It wasn't the happiest place on earth, to say the least, but Takamoto occupied his time with drawings and such. After the war, he continued his newfound passion by buying two inexpensive drawing pads and a pencil, filling every single page in them with whatever caught his eye. Those sketchbooks are ultimately what got him a job at Disney. I went in to the interview clutching these two pads and was ushered into the office, Takamoto once explained. His name was Mike Nelson who was doing the interviewing that day. He said, let me see what you got. So I handed these two things over and he spent quite a bit of time flipping through them. Then the question came up, are you in a hurry to get somewhere else? And I said no. He said, if you can hang around 15 to 20 minutes, I'll be back. He picks up these two pads and disappears. Then he came back in, looked at me and said, can you start on Monday? Wow, Needless wow. to say, I was totally stunned. And so the career of a multi-talented artist who went on to become vice president of creative design at Hanna-Barbera, vice president of special projects for Warner Brothers Animation, and the recipient of the 2005 Golden Award from the Animation Guild. Not everyone may, name, not everyone may know the name Iwao Takamoto, but nearly the entire world knows of at least one of his creations. Few artists can lay claim to that kind of legacy. Oh, amazing. Nice. What an amazing man. I'd never heard of him before. Um, and good man drawing good boys. Oh. He's just drawn loads of good boys and yeah. also worked on some of the most influential animated <laughs> movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Kind of wow. incredible. That is so, amazing. There Thank we are. That's my thing. You're very welcome. We've learned something today. Instead of instead of this man getting credit, it's, it's um, Chris Pratt. <laughs> He becomes yeah. the face of animated films. It's me, Mario. That's not the voice. Yes, the fuck it is. Oh god, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I always like hearing about the little. The, the, there's not. This is a weird term for it, but the grunts behind the scenes, the people who actually make stuff happen. And yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. He drew all of the Scooby Gang, which I think is quite, quite incredible, really. Damn good design. Barely changed in the fifty-five yeah. years. Yeah, so, yeah. Absolutely. Fred wouldn't have that cravat without him. Oh. No, probably not. Did he draw Scrappy Doo though? Is the question. Oh or, yeah, that, I mean, I'm looking at until later. So I'm looking at sketches, and it is just it's the it's the main crew, mm-hmm. the okay, main good. gang. Well, no that's scrappy. fine then. Yeah. Otherwise, we we unsay all of the praise yeah. that we've given him so far. <laughs> yeah. uh, there we are. Very nice. Thank you very much, Ben. Absolutely magical. Mike, it's your turn now. Yes, I'm going to do my 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 viewer submitted thing. Go on. Um, yes. Um, this one comes in from Greg Miller at Greg Mill two two ninety on Twitter, and uh, I just went for this one because the headline made me laugh. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that headline is: In between us, James Buckley forced to ring one 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 after quote unquote bowling ball poo left him in agony oh my Ooh. god that's right why did you share this <laughs> it's breaking poos um i mean truly breaking poos by the sounds of it oh my god oh, oh. um so yeah welcome this is um an article from the daily star of course i don't think many other publications would dare <laughs> no. <laughs> put no. an article together like this but um, oh. um aaron tinney he uh, he he continues the in-betweeners star, James Buckley, who I've met. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna name drop. Ooh, was he nice? Yeah, yeah, he's nice. Um, I guess thankfully he didn't need to do a poo that day and, and destroy himself <laughs> in the toilet, so I got yeah. him on a good day. Right. Um, 
who played Jay on the hit Channel 4 series, uh, The Inbetweeners, has opened up about his traumatic hard poo ordeal, which forced him to ring for medical help. Oh, it actually no. does sound quite grim. <laughs> the last thing anybody wants is, is having a bad poo and then also calling for medical assistance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't poo! <laughs> uh, James Buckley phoned the NHS 111 line. Uh, for those who don't know, 111 is the minor emergencies line. It's just like, oh, I need a bit of help with something. You don't need an ambulance. You just need some some soothing words (laughs) deep breaths and squeeze he phoned 111 in a panic over his constipation the in-betweeners actor 35 plunged into a panic while struggling to squeeze out a hard poo he reckons was the size of a bowling ball before he sorry no it wasn't yeah yeah i'm very (laughs) curious where they're pulling these quotes from i I, this he must have just talked about this on a video or something um before he desperately turned to calling the pre-emergency advice advice line dad of (laughs) god Dad of two, James, famous for playing potty mouth in between his character, Jay said, I was in so much pain, my arse was really, really, really sore. <laughs> God, it was Amazing. like a bowling ball. It was like a really hard, massive poo that I could not squeeze out of my tight little bum hole. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> He's having fun with this one, I think. <laughs> After his 111 call, James took laxatives and got back on the bog for another marathon squeezing session. (laughs) Oh, goody. I was on that toilet for six hours. I was on that toilet for so long that the laxatives started to kick in. And uh, my God, was it a relief. I felt like crying. I was so relieved. I was at my lowest ebb. That was me at my lowest. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, what dear. is this story? It's just also, a man. Why did he sit there for six hours? If nothing was happening, could he not have gone about his day and waited uh, until he felt like, oh, the laxative was starting to work? Like, maybe he was so, so, in so much agony that he just he just couldn't do anything else but sit on the bog. So I mean, if it was the if it was the size of a bowling ball, then yeah, you wouldn't really be able to go anywhere else. But I mean, yeah. the notion that it was as big as a bowling ball is <laughs> just comical. That's like something Jay would say. It like is a fucking yeah. bowling ball. <laughs> Does he say do what he voice. ate? Um, let me find out. Uh, James's wife, Claire Meek, said she was so embarrassed for him that she was left thinking of ending their 11-year marriage. They are totally taking the piss with this, aren't they? <laughs> Surely. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The former model said, I've never been so embarrassed for him in my life, how he was acting. Honestly, divorce was flickering through my brain. I've never seen anything like it. Um, oh, okay. There's a medical reason for this, at least. Since last year, James has been open about his battle with piles. Maybe a little bit too open, but... <laughs> oh, okay. And admitted he got Claire to check out the big lumps on his posterior. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Um, and he added about how he fears his crippling p- constipation bout may trigger a flare-up on the condition. The last time I pushed out a poo that was maybe too big for me, you know what happened? That's what kicked off all this Piles nonsense. So in my head, I was like, well, that's Piles again. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. And there's a, lov- there's a lovely comment here from Two Hats who says, poke around with chopsticks, job done. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> That's uh, that uh, classic, classic uh, joke that it's like an uncle joke or something uh, that he tells you when you're about ten. Uh, how does a uh, what does a what does an arithmetic teacher do when they've got constipation? Work what? it out with a pencil. Okay. Oh God! Very nice. That's a yeah. grim image. Um, yeah, thanks for listening to a very long and detailed story about bowling ball-sized poos. Oh I- yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
God, I really want... I need to find the source for this information, but... What, what did he eat, though? Because there's got to be something that's caused that that issue. A bowling ball. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the only explanation, right? Yeah. Just going to search James Buckley Poo on Google. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's a roll of the dice. Um, no, I'm just gonna, I think it's all just the same stuff. Oh, he's Instagram fans. It's on his Instagram. James Buckley Instagram. All right, show us the goods, James. <laughs> I just uh, maybe. Oh God, what is this a video? For? Oh, okay. There's, uh, there's, there's, well, there's a video here that's titled "Marriage is All About Teamwork," hmm. and I I don't want to it watch is. it. <laughs> but I don't think there's anything exciting in this. I think yeah, it was just him in a video. These quotes are all just from show a poo. comedian telling jokes on Instagram. Show poo. Show poo. Show, show poo. Show poo. Show poo. How big was it? Show poo. Oh, no, I don't think we're going to see it. Sadly. Bowling ball size poo. Maybe I could Google that. Bowling ball size poo. Oh, Michael, why? That really is a, a dangerous Google. Don't no, do that. There's nothing explicit, sadly. That sucks. Right. Anyway, thank you for listening. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, thanks. I, I went on a tangent there. Um, we are. Peter, would you like to do your thing? Yes, I would like to do my thing. Um, so this started with uh, a Wikipedia article I was going to read, um, but it's not a very long one. So f- I'm trying to work out which... I found a, an article, like a, a written article, that is a bit more substantial. I'm trying to work out... Let's do the article first. So this is according to um, uh, countrylife.co.uk, apparently, um, written by Martin Fone in January 2020. Curious questions. How did... In fact, I won't read the uh, the headline because that'll spoil it. But um, okay. it starts with... Uh, it's it's an article... The, the What we're going to talk about is about birds and bird okay. migration. Okay. Uh, but the first few paragraphs are like, as someone who can barely get from A to B without visiting other letters of the alphabet, blah, 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 blah. For me, as a boy, the arrival of the swallow was a sight for sore eyes. And it just goes on and on for like three paragraphs before we get to the actual business. But okay. here we go. So we skip through. The philosopher Aristotle described around 140 species of birds in his 10-volume Historia Animalium, recording how some species of birds seemed fatter when they were about to migrate and considerably thinner when they returned. He was able to point out that the Eurasian crane migrated from the steppes of Scythia Scythia, to the marshes of the Nile, observations that he could presumably validate from travellers who went around the terra cognita of the ancient world. But as for birds that strayed beyond the the purlius of the known world, uh, their habits were a mystery. If nothing else, in the absence of hard data, Aristotle was inventive. He surmised that migrating birds such as swallows, aping small reptiles and mammals, simply hibernated in the winter, either in nooks and crannies or underwater. Others suggested they metamorphosed into other types of birds that were better able to cope with the adverse weather. Wow. This is genuinely what people used to think um, with... You know, they were aware of migration because the ones that didn't migrate particularly long distance, you would see them in, like, England, for example, and then people who were big travellers would maybe see them in the winter, like on the Nile. So they're like, oh, that's what they're doing. But there were some that just seemed to vanish completely and we didn't know what they were doing so the suggestion was that they were going underwater and going to sleep or turning into other birds. Um, yeah, yeah. So influential was Aristotle that his theory of hibernating swallows was accepted hook, line and sinker for two millennia. 
the Archbishop uh, uh, the, the Archbishop of Uppsala declaring it as a fact in the mid-16th century. Even the renowned even excuse me, even the renowned Selborne naturalist Gilbert White reported that swallows arriving early in England and encountering frost and snow would immediately immediately withdraw for a time, a circumstance much more in favour of hiding than migrating. That's a quote. Uh, and we was doubting that they would trouble themselves with travelling again to warmer latitudes for a few weeks until England's weather warmed up. Still, Aristotle's theory was not as bizarre as some that did the rounds. In 1703, a professor from Harvard wrote in a pamphlet that migrating birds flew to the moon. That's nice. <laughs> Love that. That's quite yeah. sweet. I like that, yeah. Uh, Thomas Buick went some way towards solving the mystery of the disappearing swallow, though, reporting in the first volume of his A History of British Birds, published in 1797, that a ship's captain, whose opinion he esteemed, between the islands of Menorca and Majorca, saw great numbers of swallows flying northward. He put the idea of birds hibernating at the bottom of pools to rest by observing that swallows frequently roost at night. Uh, frequently roost at night after they begin to congregate uh, by the sides of rivers and pools, from which the circumstances it has been erroneously supposed that they retire into the water. Buick even experimented with swallows, keeping them warm, dry, and fed during the winter months, and leading to conclude they leave us when this country can no longer furnish them with a supply of their proper and natural food. The tide was turning in the right direction. You know, that's he's he's right there with all of that information. Uh, but the critic might argue that Buick's theories, correct as we now know them to be, were just uh, that what was need were were just that, and what was needed were hard facts to substantiate the concept of avian migration. So they're saying yeah. at the time they were just a theory, and no one actually knew what birds were doing. That's just a theory. Now here's birds. where we get to the interesting bit because that's still a lot of padding there for this article but the proof came literally out of the skies in 1822 a white stork Kikonia Kikonia to give the Latin name Shakira, was found Shakira. Out- Shakira Shakira <laughs> indeed was found outside the village of Klutz on the Baltic coast of what is now Germany and no ordinary stork it was let me now send you a picture Ooh. of I don't know if this is the stork but this has happened multiple times in history. So whether this is the one or a later one. Oh my god, I'm quite excited. This is the image. Oh, oh my god. Bloody wow. Hell. So, running through it... Wait, was you should 30... describe the image? Do we well, yes. <laughs> running through ah. it was a 30-inch spear, which had entered by the left-hand side of the body and exited halfway up its neck on the right-hand side, impaling it in a grotesque fashion. The hunter, mourning the loss of his dinner and his prized spear, could at least console himself with the knowledge that it was a shot in a million. Um, so I've sent an image to Ben and Mikey of a stuffed and mounted uh, stork. It is the one, actually. Yeah, it's the one wow. that was found in 1822. And it has still got the spear going through its neck. Yeah, now, that's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. Upon inspection... The spear was found to be made of African wood, prompting the inescapable conclusion that notwithstanding its injuries, the stork had managed to fly the 2,000 or so miles from the continent of Africa from which it had migrated. The doubly unfortunate bird was killed and stuffed and mounted on its display, complete with its spear, to this day in the University of Rostock's zoological collection. Um, Imagine surviving the spear... And then yeah. he land. It's like, all right, that's You're an interesting sit in the oddity. Cabinet now, son. <laughs> the Germans christened the stork Filestork or Arrow Stork. Astonishingly, 
A further 24 such birds have been found over time, bearing incontrivable proof that birds do migrate rather than hibernate or morph into something else. Scientists were now able to unlock some of the mysteries of migration, all thanks to a spear. Wow. Um, which is so crazy that, like, all this time they were thinking they transform or they fly to the moon or mm-hmm. they go to sleep underwater or something. Then, like, a ship captain was starting to say, I don't know, I think maybe they're, like, it gets too cold for them and they just fly somewhere else, but I don't really know if they do that or not. Can't prove it. And then a stork falls out of the sky in Germany with an African spear in its neck. Yeah. Um, oh, God. And, uh, yeah, according to the Wikipedia article I was going to read, which is very short, uh, a fire stork is a stork that gets injured by an arrow while wintering in Africa and returns to Europe with the arrow stuck in its body. As of 2003, about 25 Feilstürke have been documented <laughs> in Germany. Wow. Um, Lord. It's crazy. Um, I can't that's, believe that's a regular occurrence. It's yeah. just like yeah. bird, birds in Asda. Birds. You think, <laughs> yeah, that's how, we, that's how we solve the seagull issue. Someone just gets a, an African spear. But yeah, you'd think that maybe this is like a, a one in a billion chance. Uh, stork has to fly to Africa get an arrow through its neck, make it back to Europe and die all in the period of history where no one even knew that migration existed in order to for that to be the evidence. But no, this has apparently happened 25 times um, at least, which is wow. insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is bonkers. God, well, so Bree Spe- 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 as well. Peter. Yeah. You're welcome. And if you guys want to see the image listening at home, uh, it will be in the thread. And you can just search File Stork on Wikipedia. P F E I L S T O R C H. It's there. Incredible. Thank you very much, Peter. You're welcome. We're having a birdie episode today, aren't we? Yeah. Very birdie, yeah. <laughs> ben. Hmm. Would you like to do your viewer-submitted thing? I will do my viewer-submitted thing. Uh, This comes to us courtesy of, find the message from Michael Johnson, Sean Harris, at Sean Harris Film on Twitter. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. What we've got is an article, and I'm going to read it. Are you ready? (sighs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Here we go. It's from Sky.com, written by Mystery Person. Ooh. It just says, why you can trust Sky News, but it won't tell us who wrote it. person. Uh, no, it doesn't, uh, we don't have an author for this one. It's okay. The headline reads, TikToker fakes his own death to find out who cares and then shows up at the funeral. Brilliant. Uh, so without even reading this, this is a real dickhead thing to do. And yes. also I feel like this is such a cliche of so many movies and TV shows that why on earth would you do it in real life? How, how callous can you be yeah. to yeah. your loved ones? Yeah. A Belgian TikToker faked his own death to find out who cared and then turned up to his own funeral. David Bairton, th- 45, sorry, and his wife and children decided to 45? prank... 45? Yeah. Why decided to children? Prank. It's just a prank, bro. Prank, a prank, bro. Friends and family members to find out what they really thought of him. To spread the news of Mr. Bairton's death, one of his children took to social media and wrote a tribute to her father. She wrote, Rest in peace, Daddy. I will never stop thinking about you. Why is life so unfair? Why you? You were going to be a grandfather and you still had your whole life ahead of you. I love you. We love you. We will never forget you. Fucking hell. Oh, my God. The funeral, which was staged last weekend, uh, let me just check the time of release, 14th of June was when this article was posted, uh, which was staged last weekend, so a couple of weekends ago, um, near the city of Liege, Liege, perhaps, was attended by many friends and family members dressed in black. 
Everyone was waiting for the ceremony to begin, but instead, they were met by a landing helicopter. Oh, boy. In the video posted on TikTok by a funeral attendee, Mr. Bearton stepped out of the helicopter alongside a camera crew and was then greeted by mourners. Some of Mr. Bearton's family and friends are seen running up to him in the footage amid emotional exchanges while others remain confused and perplexed in the car park. Yeah. Uh, according to the Times, the TikToker said that he faked his death to, sh- to see how his wider family would react and said he felt underappreciated by them. He added, yeah, I wonder why, because you're a prick. Yeah. <laughs> what I see in my family often hurts me. I never get invited to anything. Nobody sees me. We all grew apart. I felt unappreciated. That's why I wanted to give them a life lesson and show them that you shouldn't wait until someone is dead to meet up with them. Mr. Bearton, also known as Ragnar LeFou on TikTok, claimed some loved ones have been reaching out to him since the prank, adding, It proves who really cares about me. Those who didn't come did contact me to meet up, so in a way, I did win. What, what? an insufferable Fucking cock. Fucking hell. This guy. God. <laughs> Not least for all the, uh, you know, putting aside all the emotional trauma of that, it's also like, you know, people have gone out of their way to like travel and get time off work some of them might have bought a suit or hired a suit because they don't have one mm-hmm. like just the the all the other inconveniences once you get beyond the fact that he's being an emotional blackmailing piece of shit like just the 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 level of inconvenience he's gone to there for his own like you know selfish arrogance gratification yes exactly for views yeah. on tiktok <laughs> yeah. that's all it is exactly. The helicopter, I mean, like, this guy already sounds like a dick, even just by arriving in a helicopter to his own funeral. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, imagine, I just, I I think I would have put him in the grave if I saw him emerge in the helicopter with cameras following him. It's just like, oh my God, what what are you doing? I I bet at least some of his family members think, what a fucking prick. Screw this guy, I'm done. You know, that's just, (laughs) beyond the basic, the basic dick level... He's also just like, it's so manipulative and yeah. I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to have anything to do with him if he tried to, if he, if anyone I was, you know, a family member of pulled that bullshit. Because it's just yeah. mass emotional manipulation. Like, fuck that. I'm not wasting my breath and my thoughts on you. Hmm, I yeah. wonder why I'm not getting invited out of places. Let me, let me pretend to how be curious. dead. <laughs> well, he talks about how like, you know, oh, some people, a, a lot of people ignore me now and, uh, it shows who, who your real friends are and stuff. Like, there will have been some people who were still tolerating him and inviting him to stuff who will have turned up to that funeral. And then when they realize that's the kind of dick he is, he'll have lost them as friends, yeah. like having had them in, as friends in the first place. So probably backfired in a lot of ways, I suspect. Yeah. What no, did you not hear the last line? He he, he won. He did he win in a, in a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> certainly did. Oh, wow. God. He made it onto Podiats. I mean, he did make it onto yeah, Podiats. That's a win. Clearly, it was for TikTok content, and that I mean, not that that platform could do anything to endear itself to me, but that just really sort of affirms my yeah. viewpoint of that entire situation over there. Forty-five as well. He should know better. Yeah. Awful. Yeah, Awful. Awful. Thank you very much, Ben. Absolutely wonderful. Would you like to hear my theme? Yes. I- we're going, we're going, we're going back because this is something I've not done in a long old while. Is it it's, a fight? It's a fight. Yes, it's time for a come fight. On. Yeah, there's a part of me that's deeply scared. I've already done this. I think there might be one or two <laughs> entries on this that have featured in other ones, but 
I think this this is this is hot, fresh, and tasty. Okay. Ooh. Today we are making delicacies of the British Isles fight. Ooh. Ooh. Can't wait to be that- dismayed at what we consider delicacies. Yeah, I've I've kind of steered it mostly towards the saddest foods. <laughs> so okay, okay. it's kind of like, well, no, I mean the sad foods, but the bloody good foods. So um, yeah, like it it definitely does reflect poorly on our nation that right. it's all just brown. <laughs> okay, I mean brown's delicious. So yeah, okay. So we have sixteen fighters. They will be whittled down to just one. Ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, are you ready to food yes. fight? Yes, ding, I am. Ding. Yes. Right. Our first battle is Toad in the Hole. Bloody delicious. For those not from the UK, um, Toad in the Hole is sausages in Yorkshire pudding. And if you don't know what Yorkshire pudding is, it's kind of like pancakey batter. Yeah, yeah, it's delicious. Thick, 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 fluffy batter mix. Thick and crunchy. Savory pillow. <laughs> it's Toad in the Hole versus, and we're going for a full meal here, potato smileys, chicken dippers, oh, and spaghetti oh no. hoops. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. See, I'm not keen on... Sp- Spaghetti hoops. Um, I opted and- for spaghetti hoops over beans because it's more of a comical food to me. <laughs> it, is, it is very funny. Alphabetti spaghettis. Alphabetti spaghetti is oh, the funniest yeah. food yeah. of all. Um, toad in the hole, I think, like, can either be... Do- if it's done properly, if it's a good toad in the hole, it can be really good. But if you do it wrong, it can be oily... And like sometimes, if I eat sausages, I get a headache for some reason. Oh my so, god! What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what? what Probably some are you sort of with? tumor or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh god! Shoving them up my nose—that's how I eat them. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I do like toad in the hole, and I don't. I, I'm not keen on spaghetti hoops personally. What are you thinking, Ben? Um, I mean, our love for dippers and smileys is well established. Um, yeah. But yeah. I feel like. I can't go against Toad in the Hole. It's just so, it's so lovely, you know. Mm. It's not it's easy like to a... make, but it, yeah. not nowhere near as easy as Dippers and Smileys. But it, oh, it's fucking lovely. <laughs> yeah, and it's like an actual proper meal. I mean, potato Smileys, chicken dippers, and it's real meal. Sad. It does cover all meal. the main food groups. It does, yeah. uh, circles, circles, and, and, yeah. and circles, <laughs> rectangles, ovals and races. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Toad in the Hole also covers all the food groups, sausage and batter. Yes. <laughs> and gravy. Don't yes. forget the gravy. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. Gravy. Yeah. I mean, I'm much, I would much rather have gravy than bean juice any day of the week. So I am happy you went Toad in the Hole because that was my choice as well. Good. And, oh, 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 no, my my bloody tournament website is not working. Oh, no. Right. Take a screenshot. I'm, Do it on paper. I'm do uh, right. Let me just. I'm gonna freestyle this in Photoshop. Okay, give me a second. I swear you've had to do this before. I feel like we've yeah, had this conversation have. before. Yes, we almost definitely have. I did wonder why <laughs> there was a big orange button above it that said "Create an account." <laughs> Next week, can we do uh, 16 of the best uh, tournament software uh, <laughs> programs? I keep going the for one. the same one. All right, here we go. All right, so Toad in the Hole, congratulations! You've you've graduated to the next one and uh, next one is kind of similar to Toad in the Hole Bangers and Mash mm-hmm. versus Mushy Peas oh, on their own just on its own <laughs> why is it just that... just a bowl of Mushy Peas Mushy Peas yeah <laughs> I, I feel like there's, there's, there's strong opinions about Mushy Peas a lot of people seem to bloody hate them but mm. I am oh I could I could I could hunker down on a big bowl of Mushy Peas and be quite happy with it I only discovered mushy, mushy peas uh, like 
a year or so ago uh, discovered that I liked them. I don't mean I never oh, had them right, before. Okay. I, I, I never had like, them before oh. either. Yeah, I didn't think it, they seemed that appealing. But then I had, they came with the fish and chips that I ordered at a pub or something. And they were like properly, like they were mushy and they were minted, slightly minted. Oh. And as in they, you know, earn a shed load of money every mm-hmm. year and drive a Ferrari. And, <laughs> yes. You know, you, you get a little fork full of mushy peas and then a fork full of battered fish. Oh, it's oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, for those at home, bangers and mashes, sausages and potato mash and mushy peas are exactly what they say in the tin. It's just yep. mushed up peas. <laughs> it's great. Um, never had mushy peas before. Uh, I feel like maybe I had them in the past, I, maybe this year for the first time. I didn't really think much of them. They they always just seemed quite unappealing to me. And so I never ordered them. And I just, they're mushy peas, you know, that I don't know. Maybe I didn't have good mushy peas. But equally, you could have put pretty much anything in this bracket against bangers and mash. Because I think, I don't get the mashed potato love. I've got to say. I don't. Some people I lose don't. their shit over mashed potato. And I don't, I, I'll eat it happily. But I don't think it's as, I don't go crazy for it. Um, but however, you, putting wait, up against mushy peas, it's bangers and mash for me. Let's let's go back. How are you making your mashed potato? What are you putting in I'm not, it? it? I'm not Michael. I'm not making my mashed potato at all because I don't care. I don't care about it. Agreed. There are better <sighs> I mean, things I to should... do with mashed potato. I mean potato regularly. So. <laughs> I do think it's one of the worst ways to eat a potato. Like, oh just my god, you're heathens. Get it, get it all chewed up on the plate for you before you put it in your mouth. That's basically what you're I doing. Make a little reservoir for gravy in the mashed potato. Mashed potato is fine. I just don't get the hype. Like, I'll, I yeah. will gladly eat it. But if you offered me any other kind of potato, it's, it's not going to smiley. Be, it's going to be the smiley. Yeah, for example, absolutely. <laughs> of course. Uh, okay. I agree, and I like mushy peas, so I'm inclined to say mushy peas for this. I'm going back uh, if, if I had them with fish. I'm go- I'm going mushy peas personally. Oh my God, mushy I know, peas I know, is fucking one. I I know that they're gonna get knocked out in the next one, but I just want them to. I love I love them dearly, and like whenever I buy a tin of mushy peas, it is a real treat. <laughs> I get very excited about it. I eat them as soon as I physically can. So weird. wow, I wouldn't right. have them on their own, but sure. Oh, What's yeah. next? Oh, I might, I'm going to buy some tonight. Yeah. Um, Go uh, to, to Asda Bedminster. <laughs> yes, I, I shall. <laughs> um, this is a weird one. Black pudding, hmm. which uh, for those who've not had it before, I'm going to Google this to confirm. It is just pig's blood, isn't yep. it? And and something, but yeah. And like uh, su- suet? No, is that right? What's suet? Um, it's made from pork blood, fat, oats or barley. Mm. Mm. Yeah, great. Mm. It's very tasty, though, uh, despite that horrible horror show of what it actually is, versus a deep-fried Mars bar. <laughs> oh, hey. I've never had a deep-fried Mars bar. Oh, really? I've also, uh, I, I did, much like mushy peas, I had black pudding for the first time this year, and it was vegan uh, black pudding. <laughs> ah. uh, and I thought it was fine. Um, so, based on the description alone, a battered Mars bar for me. Mm. I mean, I don't like chocolate, and even if I, if it was something else sweet and battered, I don't really like the sound of... I mean, I don't know, like, I get that battered stuff can exist in a sweet scenario and, and work pretty well, because it is just the same as pancake mix, um, but, I mean, battered Mars bar for me is not, it's not that great. Yeah. Black pudding, a lot of people hate it and hate the idea of it. I don't, like, 
mind it. I would never like think, oh, I could really go for some black pudding. But if I go somewhere and it, there's like a full English and I'm already being a bit fussy and saying like, can I have mine without tomato, please? Then I'm not going to ask them to take off the black pudding. I'll happily just receive black pudding and eat it's a it. Pity um, black pudding. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I wouldn't like specifically put it onto my plate necessarily, but I think it's fine. So I would go for that, but I appreciate that a lot of people do not like the idea of it or actually the taste of it. Mm. Um, I'm I had I've had one deep fried Mars bar in my life and it was meh, very meh. It just mm. just oily, kind of sad, and mm. yeah, just I'd rather have the regular Mars bar to be honest. Doesn't need to be deep fried. Deep fried pickles, don't now I can get down with that. That's Ooh, good. Those sound nice. Ooh. Oh, very good. Uh, ben, did you cast a vote there? Uh, I'm going Mars Bar. Okay. Well, I think Black Pudding uh, comes out on top in kind of a shock result. I didn't yeah. expect that. I'm a vegan. <laughs> I have fond memories of Black Pudding. It must be confusing <laughs> for people listening that um, Yorkshire Pudding is, is fundamentally different from Black Pudding. Oh, <laughs> so different. Very yeah. different. All right, this, this could be a, a tough one. A chip butty, mm-hmm. which, which is um, chi- just chips in bread, usually a bun or a, a map, chips, we if mean you will. Fries, big fries. Fries, <laughs> big chunky fries. Yeah. Versus sausage rolls. Oh. oh. Well, I tell you, even before sausage rolls came up, I, here's another thing I don't get the hype about. Chip butty. Oh. I'd, I'd happily just have the chips on their own and then like a, a burger or something in the bread. I don't. I don't get why you would want chips in bread. It's just because of the butter. Because yeah, <laughs> the, the butter, the, but, the, the butter, butter, the butter makes the difference in the chip butter. Actually, I can imagine it probably does. I hadn't even thought about that. It's I've like never having had a, a turkey sandwich after just... Christmas, Peter. You got to add that mayonnaise, otherwise it's just like, why yeah. am I doing? Why am I doing this? <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I get that. Dries up. <laughs> the butter does sound. I, I've never considered the butter. I've just thought, even though it's called a butty, I'd always just considered like, what? So you you want chips in bread? Why why does everyone want this? You should um, try is a platform. It's a platform upon which you interpret the dish. You can dip it in gravy or, you know, salt and pepper on it, yeah. make it a little bit spicy. It's a spicy yeah. come dispensing on. Uh, mechanic. Right. Yeah. A meat a sort of a, a solvent, if you like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a new delivery <laughs> system for chips. Yeah. Okay. I see I see that. And yet, sausage rolls. Mm. I love them. Mm. I got yes. food poisoning from sausage rolls before. Um, so they really do run the gamut of quality, depending on where you get yeah. them from, because there are some really yeah. shit sausage rolls out, out oh, there. Yeah. And there are also some massively like overcomplicated sausage rolls out there as well. I feel like um, this may not be a controversial statement, <laughs> but the perfect sausage roll, the, the one that pleases everybody, is a Greg's sausage roll. Yeah, I think they've just no, got no, it, they've got no it down doubt. to a science, right? Yeah. I don't want to go to a pub and like they have fancy sausage rolls on offer where it's like four pound for like a tiny little thing. Yeah. No, I just want a big fat Greg's for like one pound yeah. and that's it. That's upset. Yeah. 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 You get like really fancy ones, don't you, that are like hog roast sausage roll yeah. or like pulled pork and buffalo or something. It's got mental. loads of weird herbs in there and yeah. maybe a bit <laughs> of Stilton or something. And it normally, uh, they, I don't think they, like quite, quite often those taste good, mm-hmm. but you're paying twice or triple the price and you'd be just as happy with the greg sausage roll yeah or i like the sort of medium range supermarket sausage rolls as well i think that they tend to be okay like not not too gristly and stuff Mm, so yeah yeah it's sausage roll for me though personally yeah i'll go sausage roll oh you bastards i want to be on the winning side for once 
Yeah, fair. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would have been if I went Come the other on, way as well. Rules. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I'm firmly in the chip butty camp. I do like sausage rolls. I appreciate them, but I'd much rather have chips and bread. <laughs> it's just a delight. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Sticking with the sandwich theme here, we have a fish finger sandwich Ooh. versus, now this is an interesting one, the pie balm. <laughs> Well, you've lost me there immediately. Do you know what a pie bomb is? I do, yes. That that is a pie in a bun. (laughs) By which you mean (laughs) a a savoury meat pie inside a bread roll. Yes. Um, Also known as a Wigan kebab, if you will. (laughs) It's always putting everything in bread. (laughs) Look at the state of that. I mean, how are you meant to even eat that? It's just going to... Actually, the second one all, looks pretty good, to be fair. The first one, All though, the Google results are of dry. They look dry <laughs> as hell, man. Oh, man. I'm putting it on the link, uh, the thread now, if you want to well, see Well, on it. the other hand, I've always been concerned when I've seen photos like that of pie sandwiches that, like, some of them, I imagine, are probably, like, have, have some gravy inside the pie. Yeah, it'll and go everywhere. It, like, yeah, if you bit into that and it was, like, an actual pie with, with any kind of sauce or gravy or you know, liquid in it, it'll be a nightmare. Mm. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I've never had a pie bomb, sadly. I can imagine it. I mean, just as... as, you as, as, as make as, it as, quite easily yourself, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's a bit complicated. One, put pie in bread. Cook That's pie, it. cut bread. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I'm kind of like I could I could do. Oh my god, sorry. The second photo is just the driest meal I've ever seen. There's just chips with nothing on them yeah. as well. Good god, yeah. we it's are like Peter's awful. chip in it. He he doesn't drizzle butter on his <laughs> chips like the rest. No, of us. I don't. Yeah. However, a fish oh. finger sandwich, on the other hand, is like the perfect comfort food. It's really easy. You can have it for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It's like it's a great little sandwich. I love a fish finger sandwich. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they're yeah, good. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah, I'm firmly in the camp of fish finger sandwich as well. Fish, because... fish sticks, I think in America. Yes. Fish yeah. sticks. Yeah. yeah. Are you yeah. a gay fish, etc. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're all firmly in the fish finger fish sandwich, finger sandwich camp. Yeah, for me. I think so. Good respect. Did you know uh, that the fish finger, the the dimensions of a fish finger, were specifically designed to so that you, you can put three, three and one, or like. You do them like that, and they fit into sliced bread. Really? It's like really? designed for the sandwich. Or like maybe not the original fish finger, but I think Bird's Eye designed oh. the, theirs so that they fit very nicely into a sandwich. It does feel like fate. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, God, I'm so hungry now. Uh, we continue. We've got haggis. Mm. <laughs> And Bubble and Squeak. Oh, I was hoping oh. Bubble and Squeak would be in here. That's a proper... Um, That's a proper one. Old fashioned. It's wartime. Wartime. What am I trying to think of? Wind in the Willows. It's a proper Wind in the Willows food. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, I think he has that in jail, doesn't he? He has Bubble and Squeak. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Do you want me to explain what Bubble and Squeak is, Mikey? Oh, yes, please. Go on. So Bubble and Squeak uh, is a British dish made from cooked potatoes and cabbage mixed together and fried. The food writer Howard Hillman classes it as one of the great peasant dishes of the world. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's and just it's a fried really patty of, yeah, of like, like really hearty goodness. Um, and you can add all sorts of stuff to it. You can add meat to it and things like that if you want. Um, I've never actually had it, but I don't think it sounds that bad. I mean, it's no. fried, so that's a good thing. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a Sunday roast kind of, but fried. So what's not to love in all one yeah. mashy, messy thing? Yeah, it just looks a bit like um, 
A hurricane tortilla, if you know what I mean. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Google a picture. I've sent of you. I've just sent I've one there. There you are. That's you. what it looks like. This, yeah, and for those who don't, yeah, and for nice. those who don't know, uh, haggis is um, sheep's pluck, which is heart, liver, and lungs, minced with onion, oatmeal, suet, spices, and salt, mixed with stock, and cooked while traditionally encased in the animal's stomach. Yum yum. Mm. Yeah, that's where suet comes. I knew suet was in one of our classic delicacies. I thought it was part of black pudding, but no. Uh, haggis despite its grim description is actually quite nice as well Mm. it's It's um, got lots of spices in it hasn't it which is um, Mm. tasty masks the yes (laughs) it gives it flavor (laughs) i've never had haggis i think again had it for the first time this year and it was vegan haggis and it was (laughs) it just tasted a bit like a sausage kind of thing yeah yeah spicy Um, sausage wasn't that asked haven't had bubble and squeak for a very long time but i just think it's 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 very quaint, and so I'm voting for mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, I've only had haggis once a long time ago. I think, like when I was a kid, I think like my my dad had it in a restaurant, and I just had like a bite of it. Um, and I don't really remember what it was like, but yeah, I I, I agree. Bubbling Squeak is very quaint. It's very traditional. It's it's Wind in the Willows slash World War Two, <laughs> two of the best times in British history. <laughs> yes, um, so. yes, I I'm in full agreement here. Well done, Bubble and Squeak. All right, we're on to the last two. Uh, well, the last four. Last two. The last two fights mm. of the first round. Okay. There we go. Okay. Oh, this is going to hurt some people. Beans on toast, which is, as, it's, as it is, be, it's baked beans on toast, or a crisp sandwich. Oh, okay. Is the oh. crisp sandwich, has it got any other filling? It's just butter and crisps. Butter and crisps. All right. Chips as well. Yeah, not to be confused <laughs> yeah. with a chip sandwich, which is very different. <laughs> um, for, what was the first one again? Beans on beans toast. Beans on toast. So I, I recently discovered that American beans are very different from our beans. And yes. a lot of Americans don't really understand our obsession with putting beans on everything and having beans with everything <sighs> because their beans are very different. Um, yes. I don't really... I can't really describe the difference. I don't know what you guys... Do you guys know what the difference is, really, between the two no, beans? No, I don't. I didn't know there was a big difference. Um, yeah, I think uh, American beans are like um, have a diff- different kind of seasoning to it. I think it's generally a like, heartier kind of seasoning in it. Maybe it's more erring towards chili, uh, okay. almost. I've got a description. Yeah. Uh, American baked beans, also, known, also called uh, Boston baked beans, are made with molasses <laughs> and pork salt or bacon and they're slow-cooked in the oven. English-style baked beans, Heinz baked beans being the most famous, are more savoury and made with a tomato sauce base. Uh, So it's just completely different approaches to cooking your bean, basically. (laughs) And that's why baked beans go with a lot more stuff. Uh, Or we put it with a lot more stuff, at least, in the UK. Oh, yeah. Since eight, since nineteen oh eight, Bush's best Boston baked beans. <laughs> Bush's, Bush's best. Amazing. Oh dear. Beans on now, toast. Yeah. yeah. That, wow. Just like that. Easy. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't um, choose either of these personally. I don't. I don't mind either of them, but like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go straight for them. Uh, never been a big beans fan. So, but I appreciate how important baked beans on toast is for so many other people in yes. the uk so as a vote for them not for me i would probably vote for that <laughs> on behalf of the british people <laughs> beans on toast ascends i would have said a crisp sandwich yeah. i 
I've never not enjoyed a crisp sandwich. Doritos are a pretty good one to put in there if you like a little bit extra crunch in them. Mm. Oh, you can get quite artisanal with your crisp sandwiches, though, if you really want to. I, I rarely make a sandwich at home without putting crisps in it. I don't mind adding crisps to a sandwich, but I wouldn't have a sandwich like two pieces of buttered <gasps> bread or one piece of buttered bread and then just some crisps just in it. I, I wouldn't... Ready salted walkers and bread, man. Nothing better. I'm sure it's great, but, you know, beans on toast. Not for you. And lastly, we have the humble scotch egg yes uh scotch egg i'm googling now is well it's an egg encased in sausage meat and then coated in bread crumbs crumbs oh, <laughs> bread crumbs not bread bread crumbs mm. um coated yes. in bed crumbs <laughs> bed crumbs oh. um typical kind of pub snack and and in other places yeah you'll get it versus... in the deli aisle with sausage rolls and stuff mm. yeah yeah uh, versus um this is a historical one and to be honest this is this is a no-brainer it's scotch egg versus a toast sandwich oh fuck off with oh. your toast sandwich i was wondering if that <laughs> was going to be in here yeah oh, absolutely what is no explain it's what it so is michael good. it's it's two slices of bread with a third slice of bread put in the middle and you put a bit of salt and pepper in there and you eat it and it's great, it's soft, it's crunchy, it's tasty. But it's the middle bread is toast. Yeah, the middle bread is right? toast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um but you I season it. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But I, I, I'm a man who likes just straight bread, you know? It's like of course the toast sandwich appeals to my, my degeneracy. <laughs> what in the poverty is this meal? I've never I've never Well that's I've it, ne- isn't it? I never think understood it was it. sort of popularized in articles about like how students eat it a lot because they couldn't afford just anything else to go in their sandwich i think it's a northern thing as well because i heard about it for the first time from um a uni course mate of mine who's from uh washington um so and i've i've heard about a lot more since i moved up here but i've never heard of it before then (laughs) Well, it, um, it originated in 1861 in a recipe book. Oh, for God's wow. sake, a recipe book? <laughs> so, I hear you're Isn't enjoying it? that new toast. <laughs> um, I'm just reading the first line of the Wikipedia here because it's quite funny. Uh, toast sandwich is a sandwich in which the filling between the two slices of bread is itself a thin slice of toasted bread, which may be buttered. No. <laughs> <laughs> or just Not- dry. Uh, but, I, yeah, I had it dry when I had it. And it's really lovely. Yeah. I need to try. Um, it oh yeah, that's sorry. The line here, the the, the <laughs> um, and in any of these forms will be found very tempting, uh, tempting to the appetite of an invalid. Oh, oh, okay, okay cool. There you go. Right. Well, yeah, I love so. Scotch eggs. I've always loved Scotch eggs. I've never ever mm. ever had a fancy Scotch egg. I've never even had a hot Scotch egg. They've always been refrigerated. They've always been from supermarkets and I will never get old of them. I fucking You bite into them like an apple because they're the size of an apple and there's a hard-boiled egg in it. It's fucking great. I'll never not like Scotch eggs. Yeah. Scotch eggs are good, yeah. (laughs) Slightly less enthusiastic. It's the best thing in the world. (laughs) (laughs) I I agree. They're they're pretty good and I think toast sandwich is... It is just... It's, it's yes. more of a sign of well I was going to say more of a sign of poverty than anything or if you're just the kind if of person like Michael bread. Johnson who just, just likes bread just that's fine. bread big bread lover yeah 
Um, Big also, with Scotch eggs, um, I'm a huge fan, an even huger fan of the much smaller, the much less huge, uh, savoury egg bites, which you can get from supermarkets oh. in multi-packs. I, you know, like picnic food. They're just tiny ones. Mm. They're great. I never got on with those. There's more scrambled egg inside it than is, the whole yeah, egg. It's still... And the joy of the Scotch egg is the egg surprise. Yeah, you don't get a full <laughs> Kinder egg inside a savoury egg bite, but they, they, they hit the spot. They're good. They're good snacking food. Good snacking food. All right. Well, we're on to the whatever comes before semifinals. Um, Quarterfinals? Yeah, let's do that. Um, It's Toad in the Hole versus Mushy Peas. Toad in the Hole, I think. Toad in the Hole. Yeah, I I respect that. I think in that instance, I'm I'm happy to let Mushy Peas sit and stay. Um, black pudding versus sausage rolls. Sausage rolls. Sausage roll. Sausage rolls. Uh, two for two on beige food now. Um, yeah. <laughs> bubble and squeak versus fish finger sandwich. Ooh. Ooh. Fish finger sandwich for me. I mean, it's more familiar to me a fish finger sandwich. As I say, I've I don't think I've ever had bubble and squeak, or it's been a while if I if I have. So yeah, fish finger yep. sandwich. Fair enough. And lastly, Scotch egg. Versus beans on toast. Scotch egg. Mm. Scotch egg for me as well, yeah. Four for four on beige. Yes, Let's boy. go. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, semi-finals now. Mm. Sausage rolls versus toad in the hole. Both sausage meat related meals. <laughs> it's basically just sausage, sausage in something it's else. It's just a, <laughs> the pork finals. <laughs> Also, we've have we got Scotch egg as well. Yes. It's got sausage in. And what was the other one? Fish finger sandwich. Oh, okay. It's yeah. the pork of the sea. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, sausage roll for me personally. But what was it? Toad in the hole versus sausage roll. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it's a tough one. Oh. I mean, I love what we've we've extolled our love for all of these. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm sausage roll. Ah, oh, I would have gone toward in the hall myself, yeah. but respect it. Good lord. <laughs> what a shit show. Um <laughs> Scotch egg versus the fish finger sandwich. I'd say fish finger sandwich. Ah, I'd go Scotch egg. I eat Scotch eggs more regularly than fish finger sandwiches. Yeah, fair enough. And, and I don't eat either regularly. I'm Do going to I'm gonna say fish finger sandwich. Um yeah. I as much as I love well, loved Scotch eggs. I don't know. It's just there's something magical about a fish finger sandwich. It's never disappointing. Mm-hmm. It's it's always good. It's always a little treat. So yeah, I'm happy to move that into the finals. Nice. So it is fish finger sandwich versus sausage rolls in the final. This yeah. is the best we got, huh? <laughs> this is we sent our best men. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, I mean, I I feel like. The winner of a tournament of British delicacies should be sausage roll. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Sausage roll is that all right? Congratulations, the humble sausage roll, yes. favorite of many, um, single-handedly keeps Greg's a whole business going, a multinational, not multinational, single national company mm-hmm. up and down the the length and breadth of England keeps it going. Yeah, and also it's now officially crowned king of the quite frankly weird list of british foods uh english foods united kingdom foods did there we go yeah. wow i can't believe it i can't say i'm not surprised mm-hmm. um i yeah. did expect beans on toast to do better yeah that is quite upsetting um but i think fair play sausage rolls it just yeah, wasn't beans it. time it just was oh. <laughs> yeah 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 i am actually remiss that chip but he was left 
right at the starting post, but yeah. <laughs> I haven't That's had fine. a chip butty in ages, it. so I rarely have bread in, and I even more rarely have chips. But at some point, I will do it, and I'll have a great time. You could have rigged it, Mikey, and just put it up against the obvious worst Mushy peas. Uh, other contender. <laughs> Whoa! Peas. You'd rather have a toast sandwich than mushy peas. I'd have voted for mushy peas on that one. Uh, you should have put it up against haggis or something. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh well. It's or fine. throwing jelly deals in there. Oh yeah, I was expecting that as well. Actually, fucked up. Yeah, cockles. but I think like that's too esoteric. If I've you ha- ever had no. uh, jelly deals, no. yeah, I did kind of go for the beige foods. So beige is good. Was... We all know beige. We all yeah. love beige. That's fine. Yeah, beige is safe. Love it. All right. Thank you so much, thank Michael. You very much, boys. Thank you, Mike. Great tournament. Thank great you. fight. Always love doing those. And uh, mm. thank you to all of you for listening and submitting your things. Remember, you can submit your things to us if you would like to uh, by responding to the relevant social media post on Twitter, uh, which usually goes up a few days before we record. And you at least have two days to reply and submit some relevant things to it. And the things we're after are sort of, uh, what's the term? What's the word? Current. Current. Uh, yeah all those words uh news stories weird things that are going on in your local area or that you've spotted on the internet uh they have to be from the past two weeks ideally so that it's relevant to the podcast uh but thank you to everyone who submitted them mikey i believe there's some sort of shop and also it was payday recently so get on over there you're damn right um if you head over to vidiotsofficial.com and click on that lovely new shop button you will be greeted with a new bounty of goodies on which you can gorge um we've got the usual favorites we've got t-shirts hoodie mug Mm. stickers Mm. stickers get get yourself some stickers Mm -hmm. but we now have the the vs1 embroidered corduroy cap back in stock it's a luxurious treat to put upon your head but if you liked the blobby print and you want to wear it on your body up and down the street wherever you go you can now do that it is available in a dazzling array of six colors my god we've got white black pink red forest green and blue um so yeah go check it out uh videosofficial.com forward slash shop yeah do it we have a youtube a twitter a facebook they're all dot com forward slash videos official dot com forward slash discord if you'd like to go chat to like-minded podiots listeners and thank you to tommy and fleckers who mod us over there thank you guys very much twitch.tv forward slash video it's official uh something to do with having a reunion stream at some point no further developments move on to the next show if you want to support us right now you can go to podiots.com forward slash nothing it's just podiots.com i'm so used to forward slash (laughs) podiots.com three pounds or more you get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the podcast you throw in uh you know you're having to rely on some luck i think when you're submitting things in order to get a shout out on the podcast and be featured here however if you go to podiots.com you guarantee it you can guarantee it and get a shout out just like bon 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 it's a hard one to pronounce b-u-n P.S. Bon 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 bun. Bunts. Why bunts? Bunts. 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 My mouth physically can't make that shape. Bon 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 bunts. Ha. Barney Harwood. Tell your friends. Felt Hughes. Freddie Webber didn't though. Blobby's baby daddy and Lord Bielefield Tavik. Also, get your hands off by Peter. Stephen Skodes. Amanda Hug and Kiss. Dom and Dick in House with Stairs. And Torso Evans. 
We've also got the very generous Prince Beefcakes, Donak07, I'm More Than Freeman, the very generous Danny Lucas, and Stephen from Basil Brush. Podiots.com, if you want to support us, get a shout out beginning and the end of the, 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 the show, join Pod Squad, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you so much to everyone who supported us this week. Peter, I don't suppose you know what came out on Vidiots five years ago this week, did you? I do. Uh, starting with memory cards for June the 18th, which is ineligible for monetization oh, due to a copyright match. No! It, fe- it featured Ride to Hell, Stuntman, and Battlefield Bad Company, apparently. Mm. Don't know what the problem was, but Weird. yeah. Uh, prove it, Passport 2, The Starving Artist, Part 2. Post some tap number 18, I've had to go to Burger King. Making celebrities in Fallout 3 challenge. That was a piece of cake. Uh, prove it, Passport 2, the Starving Artist live action challenge where we did the painting in Ben's flat. Creating oh. our citizen Kane, your Kane, not Kane, uh, you're in the movies. Memory cards for June the 25th, Day of the Tentacle, Nintendo Power, and Banjo Kazooie. Um, let me just skip to the next page. Uh, there we go. Tension. Um, it's episode. Is that right? Yeah, probably it's episode nine. Devastated. What? I'm just that's such a small number compared to what we're up to now. It seems. We get three numbers in our episodes now. It's nuts. Yeah. P- uh, person tap number nineteen. Miley's biggest fans. Worst games ever for uh, game selection for the twenty eighth of June, uh, which turned out to be worst games ever. Shrek treasure hunt. Uh, then there was a Vidiot's channel update, but not a bad one. It was when worst games ever went weekly, oh, or was nice. it a bad one? Maybe that's no, because that would say announcement, wouldn't it? That was yeah, the real bad yeah. That's, that's yeah. the bad one. That's the baddest. Uh, the baddest. We've also got Warrior Wear on steroids, Bishy Bashy special, um, and that is it. Actually, that leads us up to Saturday. So mm. there we go. Which is treat day, Mikey. Whereabouts are you on the internet? At Pirate Boy on Twitter is the best place to keep up with whatever nonsense it is I'm doing, my comings and doings, as I always say. And Pirate Boy on Twitch at some point, maybe when it's less hot, I'll start streaming again. Mm-hmm. So you've got a couple of months to wait. But yeah, I am planning on doing it. Pirate Boy on Twitter, though. Follow me. Thanks. Lovely. And Peter, where are we? Uh, we are at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude individually on Twitter. Uh, but together we are over at Team Triple Jump on YouTube and Twitch where we put out lots of videos and live streams, all gaming related. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes. Uh, finally, why not leave us a five-star review on your platform of choice? It has something to do with Al Gore's rhythms and it's free and it'll take you no time at all and it would help us out a lot. So please do that. Uh, do we have a Thank final you. question before we bugger off? Um... Maybe what was your favourite food that was uh, in the tournament? Yes. Yeah. 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 Or a delicacy from your, your country. Yes, yeah. that too. Yeah. Let us know both. Thank you so much for listening slash watching, everybody, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.